0: What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to run through the latest news around the conference over at Auburn, Missouri, LSU, and others. We'll also sit down with Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart, as we preview many of the teams across the SEC as we count down to the start of the 2023 college football season. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody, welcome into Locked On SEC, it's great to have you guys along, I'm Chris Gordy, thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day, remember we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day, alright, we got plenty to jump into, so let's dive right into it, let's go around the conference.
1: Boots out to the right, hand
0: Around the conference. And we start with news over at Auburn as one of their veteran defensive backs no longer with the team. Caden Bridges has been removed from the team's roster online. Uh, Rivals.com noticed the change, and uh, Brian Stultz tweeted out the news on Thursday. ESPN shows Bridges played nine games, recording a defensive. Uh, statistic in uh, last season logging 19 tackles including 12 solo tackles on the season. He had a pass breakup and the win over A&M. He redshirted in 2021. His first year at Auburn played in three games on special teams. He played at uh, high school ball in in the state of Mississippi. Signed with Auburn. Had offers from the likes of Mississippi State among others. Uh, Was rated a three star of the number 32 recruit in the state of Mississippi that year. And uh, as Stoltz points out, with Bridges' exit, just two members of Auburn's 2021 class uh, signed under the former coaching staff still remain on the team. So Caden Bridges no longer part of the Auburn secondary. We'll see where he ends up. Now, one other Auburn note, uh, Auburn looking to just put a big exclamation point on this week in recruiting. We know Demarcus Riddick, that five-star linebacker, flipped from Georgia earlier this week to Auburn. A big, big get it's Tigers' first five-star commitment since 2019. And with Big Cat Weekend happening this weekend, Auburn looking to ride that momentum. Um, Auburn recruiting insider Jeffrey Lee, he has put out an expert prediction for the Tigers to land four-star athlete Malcolm Simmons. According to On3 Sports, Simmons is six foot tall, 195 pounds, number 365 overall player in the composite rankings. But uh, Auburn looking to continue to add to this class. And by the way, big, big recruiting weekend around the SEC as a lot of folks are having uh, either barbecues or splash parties, whatever. So, well, we'll we'll definitely get you caught up to date with everything going on around the conference on Monday. We should have a lot of commitments happening this weekend we'll get you caught up on. Meanwhile, AL.com had a pretty good piece up yesterday uh, talking about some of the... Stats heading into this SEC football season, and kind of interesting. For the first time in SEC history, the conference has two players who rushed for at least 1,400 yards in the previous year coming back. Uh, Quinchon Judkins last year r- ran for over 1,400 yards, while Rocket Sanders at Arkansas rushed for 1,426 yards. So 1,476 for Quinchon, 1,426 for Rocket. And both players are back this year. There have been nine other seasons in which a 1,400-yard rusher from the previous year has returned to the SEC that next year. Most recently, uh, you had Darren McFadden at Arkansas in 2007. You had Mark Ingram at Alabama in 2010. Uh, Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M in 2013. And Nick Chubb at Georgia in 2015. All four pretty prominent names in recent SEC history. Now... Herschel Walker was another one to do it back in the day. Well, only Herschel Walker and Darren McFadden were able to rush for 1,400 yards, come back, and do it again. So Herschel Walker and Darren McFadden both able to rush for at least 1,400 yards in their return after doing it the previous season. Quinshawn Judkins is going to have that opportunity to become the eighth player to wear the SEC rushing crown in consecutive seasons. He surpassed Rocket Sanders last year. Can he do it again? Can he lead the SEC again in rushing? Now, two other SEC players reached 1,000 rushing yards last season. Devon A. Shane at Texas A&M. He has moved on to the NFL. He's a Miami Dolphin. And Vanderbilt's Ray Davis, who ran for 1,042 yards. He is now at Kentucky. We know Ray Davis transferred this offseason from Vandy to Kentucky. Uh, No player has recorded 1,000-yard rushing seasons for two different SEC schools. So pretty cool there. Ray Davis, if he stays healthy this year, should have a chance to rush for 1,000 yards at Kentucky and become the first player to do that at multiple schools. So kind of a cool thing there. One more note, uh, the four 1,000-yard rushers last last season, that was the fewest in a full season for the SEC since 2011 when there were four that year. From 2012 to 2019, the SEC had at least 7,000-yard rushers in every season including a record high 11 in 2016. So what's going on since 2019? We just have less and less, um, you know, 1,000-yard rushers in the conference. Maybe it's just more people going running back by committee, right? LSU was kind of running back by committee. Alabama's done it a couple times. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the approach is for a lot of teams in the conference this year. But we know the two workhorses, Quinchan Judkins and Rocket Sanders, they are both back. And uh, a real chance to do some damage in the conference this year. All right, some other news going on, not just in the conference, but kind of outside of the conference. Uh, Big Ten having their media days, and Chris Jenkins over at Michigan. Uh, he obviously they want to beat Ohio State again, but they also have Georgia on their minds. And Bruce Feldman had revealed this a couple weeks ago that Michigan using georgia as kind of a motivational thing uh jenkins speaking with the media said look beating georgia is a gritty drill that we do where we try to get in and improve ourselves physically we call it beat georgia it's really a a trench battle we obviously put that in because it keeps uh, it keeps up with that mentality in order to be the man you gotta beat the man right now georgia is that guy georgia has proven themselves to be a dominant football team give them their respect but in order for us to walk the walk, talk the talk, we've got to improve that emphasis every single day in practice, that's more of like a reminder, and emphasis of the kind of football team we want to be. Yeah, it, it grabbed headlines a couple weeks ago, because it was like, why does Michigan have a drill called Beat Georgia? You don't even have Georgia on your schedule. They just think, you know, if we're going to win a championship, probably going to have to do it against those guys. So why not prepare all offseason your mentality to beat Georgia? So... Kind of a, an interesting thing there from outside of the sec back inside the conference eli drinkwitz and mizzou looking to take another step forward this year and uh drink was at sec media days a week ago talking about his wide receivers and said uh since he stepped on campus at mizzou this is by far the deepest most competitive position on our team obviously they lose dominic lovett who transferred to georgia this offseason and drink said there's no replacing Dominic Lovett. Dominic Lovett's his own player. He has his own unique characteristics, competitive spirit, and we wish him the best in his new opportunity. But we want Luther Burden to be uniquely Luther playing in the slot position, a bigger body, a guy who's going to have more free access, and different route combinations that he's going to use within our offense. Uh, Luther Burden, obviously a big five-star wide receiver a year ago. They tried to get him involved. Um As the season went along, like we said, former five-star recruit from the St. Louis area, finished his freshman year with 45 catches, 375 yards, six touchdowns, and had another two rushing touchdowns. Uh, It was a pretty dynamic freshman season for him, though. His 614 all-purpose yards were the most for a Mizzou freshman since former running back Tyler Beatty ran for over 800 yards in 2018. Now, Eli Drinkwood says... He expects Luther Burden to thrive as Dominic Lovett's successor in the slot. He, um, uh, Lovett last year, 56 catches for 846 yards and three scores. So can Luther Burden replicate that? We are going to find out. And uh, just a couple more tidbits before we roll on here. A quick baseball nugget as LSU Baseball making some news last night. They are picking up. Alabama right-handed pitcher Luke Holman out of the transfer portal. Holman spent last season at Alabama where he struck out 87 in 81 innings of work with 15 starts Had a strong summer has a lot of uh, MLB draft buzz around him and uh, Kendall Rogers D1 Baseball reporting that LSU baseball the reigning national champs adding another SEC arm from the conference in Luke Holman going from Alabama to LSU so But you get there for Jay Johnson and crew. And one more note before uh, before we transition to Tony Barnhart. How about the name Jeremy Pruitt? Jeremy Pruitt is returning to his roots. Jeremy Pruitt has been hired as a PE coach and high school teacher. Reported by WVLT, the ABC affiliate in Knoxville. Uh, They say that Jeremy Pruitt has been hired at Plainview High School Uh, where he will be a P.E. teacher. Now, he's been a P.E. teacher before in the early 2000s. Uh, He had served in that role, but then uh, quickly rose to prominence in the college ranks, became defensive coordinator at Alabama under Nick Saban, Uh, became the head coach at Tennessee in 2018. And, of course, we know his tenure as Tennessee's coach came to an end following the 2020 year, was fired for cause, and uh, was given a show cause earlier this month by the NCAA, but Plainview High School is where he's going to wind up. It is his alma mater. Uh, He was previously an assistant coach at Plainview in 1998 and 2000, but uh, Jeremy Pruitt, what a weird, um, you know, on the surface, looks like a big fall, a guy who was just a head coach in the SEC three years ago, and now you're a PE coach at a High school just feels a little bit like a fall from grace. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Uh, when we return, we're gonna talk with Mr. College Football Tony Barnhart, gonna join us next. You do not want to miss that conversation. One of the best when it comes to talking all things SEC. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And we want to remind you guys that this episode is presented to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs These Days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you got to go check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. They are helping you find the right people for your team faster, and for free. It's super easy to use. You just go create the job post for free. You add the purple hashtag hiring frame. That lets people know that you're hiring, and they've got simple tools on there, like screening questions, make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience, so, you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires against leading uh, competitors. LinkedIn jobs helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Uh, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. It is not a visit. At SEC Media Days with how to visit with the great Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, appearing on behalf of the Dodd Trophy. How are you, Tony?
1: I am doing well, thanks. It's good to, good to be back at SEC Media Days. So let's
0: let's go play ball. Tony, it was so many years we talked with you about, man, could Georgia ever get over the hump? And you know, <laughs> not since the 80s and all this, and now here we are living the glory days of Georgia football. Well,
1: it, it's got a whole lot to do with getting the right coaching play. Here's the thing, though. You know, Mart Rick was at Georgia for 15 years, and he averaged 10 wins a year for <laughs> 15 years. But Kirby Smart was available. Yep. And the fact of the matter is that Georgia doesn't make – the athletic director at Georgia was one of my classmates. Right. I know him very, very well. Toughest decision he ever had to make, Greg McGarry. But you had to make it. And for, for just the reasons you see, see now, Kirby Smart had that ability from a recruiting standpoint and a program standpoint. To take Georgia, I hate to use this word, to another level. I hate to yeah, use that, but <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened. And there, what's interesting is that not only are they the pick to win the re- three pre the national championship, just about everybody's picking them.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard not to. I'll, I'll use another cliche. It was a sleeping giant for so many years, yep. Georgia, and. Uh, I mean, just, it's the model that Nick Saban set up, you know, mm-hmm. hard-nosed, aggressive, get-after defense, and build up, you know, winning recruiting every offseason. He's done that, and it's turned into the success, but, I mean, Tony, we look around the world of college football, and I can make a case for LSU, I can make a case for Bama, Tennessee, all sure. these teams,
1: but no, absolutely. Uh,
0: Georgia's got a lot, uh, every, where other teams have questions, Georgia's got a lot of those questions answered already.
1: Right, and then obviously they've got to figure out, you know, is Carson Beck going to be the quarterback? I think he will be, because he's had some time in the program. I got a uh,
0: betting uh, slip on him three hundred to one. So let's is hope all right? he's the guy. okay. All right, that
1: sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, but from a talent standpoint, what Georgia has done is what Nick Saban did. Of course, is you stack four and five recruiting classes deep, so that when you get to that year and you lose a ton of players. I mean, after they won the national championship in twenty twenty one. There is no way that Georgia should have been in the running again. I mean, they lost five first-round draft choices just off the defense, 18 right. total. But they had recruited at such a high level for so long, there were great players waiting in the wings who were hungry to get their chance, and that's exactly what happened. And I think that's what's going to happen this year.
0: Yeah, and it's and the big question is always in the trenches. How good are your offensive and defensive line? And obviously Georgia's got a lot of that figured out. Um, over to Alabama. They, it sounds like they're f- they're fixing their offensive line issues, and this may be a stronger offensive line. But they got to replace the quarterback. Right. And the hardest thing Tony is saying: uh, Bama, who just lost two games last year, loses Bryce Young and Will Anderson, <laughs> and now they're going to get better. They're going to improve the win total. It's it, a hard it, argument. It is. A,
1: I told somebody it is a totally illogical, uninformed thing to do to pick Alabama to win the West. Having said that, <laughs> I've never <laughs> been accused of doing anything. Intelligently, I've just got a gut feeling about this Alabama team after, watch, after them watching Georgia for the past two years. Yeah. Nick Saban, since he got to Alabama, has never gone three years in a row without winning a national championship. And you could tell in the offseason he had a little edge about him when he was making the argument they should have been in the playoffs. He 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 knows darn well they had no business in the playoffs, but he was doing it to motivate his players, which is what he always does. He mm-hmm. he talks over the head of the media, which is not a hard thing to do anymore, uh, and and told the guys, hey, the committee hosed you. What are you going to do about it? Yep. And I I just think that now we'll see when they play Texas, but I from a talent standpoint, you got to like LSU, but from a mental standpoint, uh, where Nick Saban is in his life and his career, it's the media is going to pick Alabama to win when
0: they vote this week. Probably, yeah. Yep. It's it's funny, though. I bet, I bet part of it was him watching TCU get steamrolled going, we could have given them a better game than that. Come well, on. And
1: they could have. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned LSU. Um, it is fascinating. Brian Kelly, you know, there was always those questions at Notre Dame. Okay, he's got good teams, but how good are they? Can mm-hmm. he ever break through and win the big game? I think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by how, how successful Brian Kelly was in year one.
1: And I don't understand that because I told, I think a group in Huntsville before the season started, guys, you're going to have to get used to the idea. This guy's a really good coach. <laughs> he's won every place he's ever been. He's the all time winner at the history in the history at the University of Notre Dame. You know, the guy can flat coach, and he shut. Now, what was what was hard for people to accept? They play Florida State in the opener uh, in New Orleans. They looked horrible right. and got and got beat. Okay, they didn't look like a well-coached team, but as the year went on, they got they got better and better and better, and uh, they've got a proven quarterback, which you. That you can't say that about many teams in the SEC. There's a guy who's proven that he can play at the highest part of the SEC. So, you know, logically you should pick LSU, but I'm, I'm not going to do anything logic. I'm going to pick Alabama.
0: So. <laughs> you mentioned they, they looked so rough in that Florida State game. I think this is the day and age of the transfer portal, and that's what brings sure. me to, to Auburn. Auburn has killed it this offseason with transfer portal mm-hmm. pieces, Peyton Thorne, and on the whole offensive line, basically. But I almost look at Auburn and go, how much will they struggle out of the gates as chemistry builds and all that? trying
1: to figure out what the, the track record on Hugh Freeze is that once he gets the quarterback position figured out, then the other stuff starts falling <laughs> into place. Right. But until he gets that figured out, they're going to struggle. And, you know, it's always interesting when a, when you add a quarterback to your roster after spring practice. And that's that's what they did. Alabama did that, trying to get more talent into the, uh, into the quarterback room. And so I'm anxious to see how – Auburn plays early.
0: More with Tony Barnhart in just a second but first want to remind you this episode is presented to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Look for a championship team it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has got to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories you need to check out our friends at eBay Motors. They give you the eBay guaranteed fit that will make sure every part you need fits just right the first time around you just go to their website you add your car to the my garage section and you look for the green check when you're looking for a part that will tell you that that part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence it's the name of the game when you shop at ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you're gonna be back in the game in no time it is easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed and that's what you get with ebay motors get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guarantee fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply speaking of uh quarterback joe milton at tennessee i was out at the manning passing academy a few weeks ago and i mean no doubt it's t- arm talent. the guy just flips his wrist and the ball goes 80 yards uh is Josh Heupel that guy, that quarterback guru we just saw him do with Hendon Hooker? I mean, this is a true test of
1: can Heupel keep doing this? Right. The challenge, is, and Heupel was Exhibit A. I mean, the Hendon Hooker was Exhibit A of what Josh Heupel wants—a guy who with the ability to make all the throws, to drop the ball in over the defender's head to the receiver, to do all those things. You know. Joe Milton can throw the ball a hundred yards, but in my experience, you don't throw that many one hundred yard passes in college football. Right. He's got he he can he make the finesse throws that he needs to make uh, from that position. What, what Josh Heupel likes to do but to me, that's the biggest challenge. Or do you do you end up going with the freshman who's incredibly talented?
0: Are those the LSU and Bama in the West and? I guess Georgia and maybe Tennessee in the East. Are those the only teams? Like, would you, if I said you could have them or another team, is there another team no, up there in the mix?
1: Those are the four teams that are going to be in the mix. Now, I, I will say this I do I do like Kentucky. Uh, they've been good defensively, and they're going to be good defensively again. They went out and got uh, Devin Pierce from NC State, who yeah, Devin, was really yeah. good two years ago. And, uh, and, they, and bring, they bring Liam Cohen, uh, Liam Cohen back. back, which is, cannot be overstated. Remember, he, he, he had a great year two years ago when Will Levis was a junior. He left to go back to the NFL. Will Levis did not have as good a year. Now, to be fair, he got beat up a lot. And, yep. and so. But to have Liam Cohen back is no small thing.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Dodd Trophy, because obviously, you know, everybody knows about the Dodd Trophy. We talk about them every year when we're here, and the tremendous honor, you know, of, you know, the, the legacy of Bobby Dodd and all the great things that he did, but uh, talk a little bit about your work and getting to work with the, the Dodd Trophy.
1: Well, I've been associated with the Dodd Trophy for a long time, and I'm on the board of directors for the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Foundation, and it's just, I think it's special, obviously, to win a Coach of the Year award, you got to win a lot of games, all right, but, but, There's more to it than that. There's an academic component to uh, to the Dodd Trophy, and that's uh, your team APR has to be at least 980, or you don't make the watch list. And so, and and it's about community service. Uh, the best thing I could tell you is our winner last year was Willie Fritz from Tulane yep. who had a remarkable season and certainly a, a great finish. Beat that uh, guy who won I think the uh, Heisman. Uh, right? Yeah, exactly <laughs> in, in in the Cotton Bowl and we what we do as a committee as a as a board we Travel to the site where the coach is and honor him with a banquet on his campus. Wow! And so we flew to New Orleans and uh, had, had had buses to pick us up and take us down to Tulane. And when we arrived at the stadium where the, we were going to have the awards, uh, the awards banquet, the entire Tulane team was there, wearing their jerseys to serve as that as, as to escort us around campus and oh, show awesome. us it. It, it, it. Willie Fritz is a is a neat neat guy who proven you know he had a chance to leave uh, yeah. he could have gone to Georgia Tech if he wanted to but ultimately he decided to stay at Tulane
0: there's a lot of cities you could have gone to Ann Arbor and all, New Orleans seems like one everybody signs up hey I'll make that trip yeah, that'll make, do that yeah, yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> we, and we had we had a blast as a committee
0: Let's talk a little bit about I saw you've you got a book that uh, is coming out and a very unique storyline. I'll just I'll let you tell the listeners uh, what it's about.
1: Well, the, the title of the book is The 19 of Green. And what that stands for is in the fall of 1970, the courts told the state of Georgia, you will fully integrate the schools. Uh, they had been dragging their feet. And so we had a black school, high school, Floyd T. Carey High, and a white school, Green County High School, in my, my town located about halfway between Atlanta and Augusta on I-20. And we're thinking, you know, man, we're going to merge the schools. We're going to have 50 or 60 guys on our team. We're going to be great. <laughs> spring practice ended in the spring of 1970. We had 19 players. Wow. 12 white, 7 black. And that's what we, that's what we had. Uh, the story is about really more about what that year was like as people sort of grappled through the difficulties of integration. Uh, we, we ended up having a good team. We won seven out of our last eight and played for a conference championship, a division, and uh, a region championship, uh, lost a tight game. But the story of the 19 of Green is really not about the number of games we won. It's the fact that 52 years after we all played in our last game together at home, uh, we've, a lot of us have remained friends. The quarter our quarterback, Charles Turner, who came over from the, from the black school, Florida T. Carey, he and I' have remained friends for 52 years. and <laughs> I have a charity golf tournament and he plays in mine and he has a charity golf tournament and I play in his and we've stayed, we've stayed close friends and the book ends uh, with our high school creating a ring of honor to honor players and Charles was one of the first uh, five to go in and was there with his wife. His three adult children and his six grandchildren, they were all there uh, as Charles was inducted into the Ring of Honor.
0: It's crazy because it feels like a long time ago, but then, you know, I think a lot of younger people need to remind it, be reminded this wasn't that long ago. Like, it wasn't, we, no, we've no. made tremendous strides in, in just these decades.
1: People I've told about the book, they don't understand how difficult that time was in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and finally, you know. Life was a lot different in the United States, and, and there's, there's a lot that's happened. Uh, but what I always tell people, it's it, a lot has happened. We've made incredible progress in the intersection of race and sports, but we still got a long way to go.
0: Last thing for you, I know talking with you last year, you said you got with some old buddies and, and took in the national championship yep. last year, and it was iconic and all this. What did you do for this one?
1: We, we same guys. Same we, we all we all we all went to, we all went together. Uh, got out in California. We get into SoFi Stadium, and if you, if you recall, it was raining that night. Yeah. And in some places, the rain got through. It, it's a beautiful stadium. It's just absolutely gorgeous. But there were places where the rain could get through, and the rain couldn't. On our side, we I'm sitting with my guys, and it's sort of misty, but it's fine. It's not it's not a problem. But I look across the way, and the folks from tcu were just getting hammered <laughs> i said my goodness haven't they been drowned yeah. enough already <laughs> i was gonna say both oh, on and off the field they were getting drowned golly Pete, <laughs> that was that was a bizarre football game it,
0: so. it really was it was i mean it, it was crazy is i talking to my buddies nobody turned it off we all kept watching well you just how 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 could <laughs> that go
1: but what was neat my daughter who's a who's a that's two degrees from the university of georgia uh I invited her to come and bring one of her, uh, friends and they sat with us and they, they had a blast. They had a
0: blast. That's, a, a blast. that's tremendous. The if you guys want to learn uh, more information about, of course, the iconic Bobby Dodd Trophy. Tony Barnhart, always a pleasure, man. Good to see you. Thanks so much for the time. All right. As always. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Thank you to Tony Barnhart for joining us and, uh, of course, giving his thoughts on the entire SEC and, of course, uh, he's got that new book coming out as well. I uh, want to remind you guys to continue to check us out all throughout next week. We still have some more interviews. We haven't even gotten to from SEC Media Days. Uh, a lot of it's still very topical and um, and good stuff. So we got to bring that to you. We still got a couple players you haven't heard from, uh, including Kingsley uh, Egwokin from uh, the Florida Gators. We'll bring that to you. Octavius Oxendine from. Uh, Kentucky, we've got that. We've also got our Kentucky preview with Nick Roush, our uh, Tennessee preview with Eric Kane. Jesse Simonton from On3Sports is going to stop by. Jay Crane going to preview the SEC. One of my favorite conversations you guys don't want to miss next week, Brad Brad Nessler from CBS Sports. He's going to talk about heading into the final year of the SEC on CBS. Don't want to miss that. Plenty more guests to get to throughout next week, and make sure you're doing it right here at Locked on SEC. Again, shout-out to our everydayers continuing to check us out every day and make us your home for all things SEC football. I'm Chris Gordy. It's been Locked on SEC. Big, big recruiting weekend happening this weekend. Hopefully, we'll have a ton of commits that we'll be recapping for you on Monday show. Keep it locked right here at Locked on SEC. Uh, check out the podcast version. Uh, Of course, we're on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, the video version up at YouTube where a lot of you guys are checking out every day. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you again for watching Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.